Welcome, everybody, to Table Stories, Witchcraft, and Wizardry. Welcome to the show. Hope you're all doing well today. And, um, yeah, if you've, uh, if you've never caught the show before, this is a homebrew Harry Potter uh, system that I created uh, exclusively for this show. And I said, hey, let's make it just so that everybody can play it and download it because it's just it's free and you can go download it. Um, if you'd like to follow along with the show and the system today, you can head on over to tablestory.tv slash W-A-W. You can download the system for t- totally for free. Play it. Let us know what you think. And uh, make sure you're hanging out in the Discord as well because there are people that are looking for games. There's people that are looking to GM games um, for the system and a lot of the other things that we have going on. So come hang out in the Discord. Check it out. And make sure you follow all of these wonderful people there. Um, go give them a follow on the, the Witchcraft and Wizardry page. We have links for all of them. Go follow them on all the places. Um, and uh, I thought that um, we we could start the uh, session today with uh, we've got some we've got a few things that are going on uh, in the story, and we also have something that the uh, that the group worked on. Um, I I, uh, I thought we could we could well we'll we'll play it. We'll do our intros for everybody, and then uh, we've got a thing that uh, that we all worked on. Murgles put together, and we'll uh, we'll play that as well. Um, so let's uh, let's get started with the introductions. Who you are and who your character is. Luxie, would you be so kind as to start us off, please? It always throws me off that Colo's not here. It's always me yeah. first now, and I'm like, oh. Um, hi, I'm Lux Games. I'm a variety streamer, uh, and uh, I don't know if you know this or not, but I play tabletop games, and I host charity events, and um, oh, I have some cool charity event stuff coming up. I'm just saying. I'm not going to say what it is yet, but I'm so excited. Uh, I also just moved this week. So if you if you see a bunch of boxes with a blanket over it, no, you didn't. You did not. I play Rosalina Earthcloud. She's Goober Weed Smash Potatoes. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Thank you, Luxie. Uh, Mergles. Um, hello. Can you hear me? <laughs> yes, we can. Good. Hi, <laughs> I'm Mergles. I panicked because I was also earlier than I expected, as always. Um... Hi, I'm Mergles. You can catch me on Twitch. I stream during the week. I'm so sorry. I don't know what happened. Uh, yep. Thank you. <laughs> Everybody, please go follow Mergles. She's amazing. Yeah. She did. She she did an entire film in 42 hours. It's amazing. I'm so recovering from it, as yes. you can see. <laughs> yes. Uh, she actually had to give up a part of her brain in the process of making the, the film. She had to sacrifice it to... Uh, well, we're, we're not going to talk about that, but... Um, the Demon Lord, actually. Yes. <laughs> Spithero. <laughs> Spithero. <laughs> Spithero. <laughs> King Spithero. Um, so uh, make sure you go check out Murgle's channel because she's wonderful and she does some amazing art things. Go give her a follow. Um, Negs. Hi, I am Nega Oryx. Uh, I am a full-time variety streamer on Twitch. 
uh, and a host and voice actor and tabletop RPG player, obviously. I play Olive Everglade. Uh, I'm excited for today. Thank you. Zagonicus? Can, can you hear me? Yes. <laughs> Good. Hi, everyone. I'm Zagonicus. Uh, you can follow me in all the internet places. Zagonicus on all of them. I play Alexander Pepin. Uh, a Ravenclaw student here, and on Sundays you can find me playing Epotobeth, an old hermit who has left his hermitage to go on an adventure um, in Bradwaro's Dying Order, and that uh, feels like that's coming to a close, and I've only been on it a short while, but that's a lot of fun too, so check it out. And you can check out my podcast as Godcast, where I sit down and have a chat with people. It's on all the podcast places and on YouTube. Just search Zgodcast. Thank you, buddy. I'm Wax Steven, and I will be the headmaster of Doom. I will be dragging the players kicking and screaming through the adventure today. Um, thank you, everybody, for uh, tuning in. And um, there's been a lot of things that have been going on here uh, at Hogwarts. We, um, we've had a lot of adventures thus far. We're in year two. And um, the... The wonderful students here are still as reckless as ever, and there have been many things happening. Um, while things have been going on, unfortunately, uh, colo has been uh, absent for a bit. Um, she's uh, she's dealing with uh, some some uh, some health issues and whatnot, and um, we. Um, uh, we got a letter from her character Maisie to all the characters, and the cast, uh, with Mergle's inspiration, um, decided that we had to reciprocate. Um, so we we have uh, if somebody could make sure that you note the timestamp for the for this, um, so we can send it to Colo because we we have a response. That we're gonna play. So let's do that now. In St. Mungo's Hospital, a gently nodding off Maisie Schuyler sits in a big, comfy chair nearby her mother, who is sleeping soundly. Her almost sleep is interrupted by a tapping on the window. Looking outside, she sees her tawny owl, Humphrey, with a bundle in his claws. A red ribbon is tied in an awkward bow around what appears to be a bundle of letters. She opens the window to let Humphrey in and gives him some kind words, scritches, and a snack. Several letters sit jumbled in the snack, one of which is covered in a familiar substance of mashed potatoes. She smiles. Dear Maisie, I hope things are going alright with your mum and that you're getting to spend loads of time keeping her company and introducing her to swath things like mashed potatoes and bean sandwiches and whatnot. Maybe only put good beans in hers though. I miss you. It's so hard to know what the right thing to do is here. Things are so frightening here at Hogwarts and I keep reminding myself what would Maisie do. I try to stick to the rules and stay in once it's past curfew, like I know you'd want me to, but 
it's just so hard to sit around when I know I could be helping if I could just have more time. And if I couldn't lose us house points for being out at night. I borrowed your extendable ears the other day. Sorry for not asking first, but it really was an emergency and I didn't have time to send an owl off to get your permission. I summoned them all the way out from the greenhouses and it worked. I couldn't believe it. I don't want to put in writing what I was using them for in case this letter is intercepted, but I did learn some very useful information with them, so I think it was a success. And I made an invisibility potion the other day. I didn't think I could do it, and it looks a bit wonky, but still, I did it. Be prepared. I might just be invisible, Olive, by the time you're back. <laughs> Alvis and Scorpius send their love. They've been helping us investigate and have been quite helpful. They also have some books to recommend you. I think one might be on its way already. We thought books might be something nice for you to have right now. Maybe you could read them to your mum. I wasn't sure if she liked detective novels, but honestly, who doesn't? Plus, you are already so good at solving mysteries. It seemed like a good choice. I miss you terribly. Hogwarts isn't the same without you, Maisie. Do write back and let me know you're well. All my love, Olive. P.S. If your mum wants to join Swath, I think that'd be okay. Hello, Maisie. I... Ooh, hmm. This is... I, I'm not good with... and uh, I don't write or letters much. Uh, oh, you want to know what's happening at, at, at school. So, um, just, you know, classes and things and, and other stuff. Um, oh... Oh, that thing you asked about uh, friends and friends and stuff. I think I I figured it out. Um. So the 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 friend knows that the friend likes them, but the the other the friend doesn't know that they know. I think. So you don't need to worry about that much. Um, and the weather's nice. Um, we all missed you. Oh, and thanks for the sandwich. And we can't wait until you're back. And I hope that everything is okay. I meant to ask about it when we came back from summer break, but I didn't know how to. And that's why things got a little weird. Because I didn't know how to ask you without making you... Um, sad. But I just wanted you to know that um, yeah, we miss you and we'll see you soon. Lots of love, Alex. Hi, Maisie. It's me, Rosalina. Can you hear me? Do I need to yell? I hope not. The Hufflepuffs hate it when I yell. 
We sure do miss you out here. Lots of super bad, weird stuff has been happening around school. Uh, the vibes are not so hot. Oh, uh, but I've been trying to make this special cake, uh, for you. It, it looks like a Quidditch broom. Um, <laughs> well, it looks a little like it took a pleasure right now, but I'm almost positive. It'll be perfect by the time you're back at school. I hope you're eating lots of yummy snacks and spending time with your family and doing yoga outside, getting some fresh air. We miss you. Sending you so much love and serenity. Rosie. Dear Maisie, um, I hope that this letter finds you well. We miss you a lot and there's a lot that's happening, but also not a lot that's happening. I regret saying that. Listen, you're not missing a ton. I mean, you're probably missing a lot, but don't worry, we will catch you up on it and you'll be back um, in a gif before you even, before you even blink an eye. So it's okay. Um, I'm really sorry about what's happening. I wish that I had any words to say that would make it better or fix it, um, but I know that those words don't exist, uh, so, but, I want you to know that you have a swath somewhere, always, forever a swath. And we are there to make you your favorite foods. Rosie can make you whatever you want to eat. And I definitely have or already ordered some new socks for you um, for my man. And Olive can just be the best always and just show us all the cool spells that she's learned. And Alex can tell us all about um, the things that are uh, going to kill us one day, but also in like a fun, cool, interesting way because he's cool and interesting. Um, anyway, I feel like I'm already yammering too much. You know me. <laughs> um, but I, I, we miss you. We love you. And we hope that you're okay. And big swath love to you and your family and your mom and your dad. And I have been dusting your broom for you. So, and I made your bed. Uh, I didn't have to make it again, but every time I kind of go and pretend like I'm pushing the corners up again. Um, okay. Uh, love you. Uh, bye. Sincerely, Clem. Yay. So that was nice. Murgles was the, uh, the person that put everything together, so. Yay. Good idea, Murgles. Good job, everybody. We miss you, Colo. We miss you, Maisie. So, switching gears a bit, we're going to do a little bit of a recap for everybody that needs it uh, about what happened in the last session. On the last episode of Witchcraft and Wizardry, Olive and Clem ran into a mysterious creature that they presumed to be a Glowacus, a creature from myth and legend that Clem read about in her Dark Creatures book. They ran into this creature and a strange figure in the hall near the library and chased after them, but were unable to keep up. Rosie and Alex stumbled upon them and saw that Madame Pince was seemingly attacked and suffering the same issues as Hagrid had 
Clem ran off to warn Headmistress McGonagall, even though she was suffering from several various conditions. Uh, Alex followed, and uh, together they ran off, but Alex caught a shadowy figure in the distance near the base of Gryffindor Tower. He tried to stupefy them, but it was just too far away, and he failed, dazing himself. They notified the headmistress of the events, as well as Or Silverberry, who was also there. Headmistress McGonagall summoned the rest of the professors and told them what had happened to Madame Pince. But Luna's commander had already run in to Olive and Rosie. She was a bit suspicious of Olive, as Olive had had uh, taken a position with her wand, casting a finite incantatum spell um, on Madame Pince. After some questioning and whatnot, and some spell casting of her own, Professor Scamander and Olive and Rosie uh, made their way to the hospital wing, where uh, Clem and Alex already were. The group overheard some of the professors talking about the entire situation. Uh, specifically, Rosie overheard the professors um, uh, with lots of skepticism and opinions from both sides, uh, both points of view, um, with the Americans, uh, students visiting from Ilvermorny being under the most suspicion, especially by Swaff. Specifically, David Calderon Boot, who's been seen doing strange things around the school's campus. Olive searched the potions classroom to see if any strange ingredients might have been missing, but uh, she hadn't noticed anything strange. Getting another idea, she convinced one of the Slytherin students um, just outside the Slytherin common room to get Albus and Scorpius. She relayed some of her fears to Albus and Scorpius, and they talked about the possibility of a polyjuice potion potentially being used uh, for someone to um, disguise themselves as Clementine and enter the Gryffindor Tower. After the conversation... Uh, and just about right before curfew, Olive ran off and unfortunately failed a quick inquiry roll. After everyone was done in the hospital wing, Rosie got Professor Scamander to escort her back to the Hufflepuff common room. Rosie, we're starting with you today. You've just been escorted back <laughs> to the Hufflepuff common room by Professor Scamander, who's wished you good night and uh, told you uh, to be careful and to watch yourself. So we see you entering the Hufflepuff common room, which is uh, probably a very comforting sight, I think, 
to uh, pretty much all of the Hufflepuffs. It's uh, a very homey kind of feel with a fireplace um, and lots of plants and um, some good light. Even the moonlight that's making its way into the room right now. There's uh, several students that are doing homework and things as you make your way into the common room. I'm, can't you repeat the last part? I said there are several students that are making okay. their way, that are that are uh, doing homework. and um, I don't know why I thought you said they were looking my way, and I was like, but why? No, no. Um, okay. Um, well, I think Rosie's had a pretty, uh, she's had a pretty long day. Mm. Uh, and I think Rosie has a pretty negative reputation with the Hufflepuff common room. I can't imagine why. It might be the mashed potatoes she leaves on every surface she touches. Or the sleeping on the couch. Um, but I assume that these people don't want to have conversation with Rosie. Um, That's up to you entirely. Do you... All right. How about this? Does Are they studying? Does anybody look like they're up to anything? Every, the, the people in here, they're having conversations. Some are probably snacking. And uh, some are... Um, I think, like, at least half of them are probably just doing some homework and whatnot. Um... There's a few conversations that are happening with various students around uh, the common room. It's it's pretty busy in here. Uh, this is usually like the busy time of night. It's like prime time, you know, homework time and chatting time, etc. When the American students like came here, they got split up, right? So there's Americans in each common room. Mm-hmm. Are there any Americans in this common room? Can I can I smell French fries? When I walk into the Hufflepuff common room. Do you mean freedom fries? Um, (laughs) Can I use Rosie's relationship with food to smell Americans? (laughs) No, you can't use your relationship with food to smell Americans. No. That is a hilarious uh, choice, but no. Um, I like to yes and, but I don't think so in this case. (laughs) I was kidding. It's fine. Uh, Um... Uh, so there aren't any in the in the common room at the moment, no. Okay. Then I think she's not going to stay in the common room. I think she's going to go up toward, to her specific dormitory. Okay. You go up to your uh, dormitory. Um, and I think the Hufflepuff dorm, I don't think there are like really stairs. I think it's all on the same, the same, okay. the same level. Um, you just kind of walk into a different room. I think it sort of is like a, almost like a, uh, a semicircle. Okay. Like you kind of walk through the, um, a hallway and you've got like recessed, um, beds and whatnot, um, for the dormitory. And, um, uh, yeah, you can see a few of the other second year girls are there. Uh, do I have like, cause it. Like, I know, uh, like, the Gryffindors have, like, a smaller group of people that, like, stay in one room with them. Do I have, like, bunk buddies? Um, let me check, actually. That's... I've never asked. I just assume the people that are around me just don't like Rosie <laughs> for some pretty obvious reasons. They like her, but not most of the time. She smells, y'all. I'm just being realistic. Uh, so, yeah, they, they do. They have... They have smaller rooms and whatnot. Um, okay. Yeah. Are there... Do I have roommates in 
I would assume it's like what four or five to a room. Is there anyone in there with me? Uh, yes, there are. Okay, then I think Rosie like. Hey, hi everybody! Hi everybody! I hope you're having. A... It's been a really stressful day, so I hope you've been taking your deep breaths and feeding yourself like you should. And um, if anybody needs a cookie, I made a fresh batch this morning. So uh, are you okay? Because I'm. You know, I've had a long one, so I'm just checking in. How's yeah, everybody? There's uh there's four other Hufflepuff uh, second year girls that uh, you share a room with. Um, it's Veronica Shore, um, Catherine McFerris, Hyacinth Hindle, and Rain Salamander. Um, and uh, Veronica uh, has a dirty body, fearful eyes, and a smiling face. So she's Hold got on, a little I'm bit down that Veronica and I are friends. She's got like the the pig pen lines, you know, sort of um, from Peanuts. Relatable. Uh, yeah. uh, uh, Catherine, uh, Catherine McFerris has a trembling body, cold eyes, and a childish face. Hyacinth, uh, who was played by uh, Katie Peters plays, uh, Katie decided to do a lot of different uh, traits. Uh, she's smelly, sickly, uh, hard of hearing. And she has a, a body, and she has distracted, dark, dignified eyes, and a flushed, bored, emaciated face. And Rain Salamander uh, has a spindly body. She's blind, and she has the um, the eyesight uh, assistance um, with the uh, sort of large-ish... Um, uh, magically enhanced uh, eyes that sort of look a little bit like Alistair Moody's uh, eyes. Um, and she has an apprehensive face. Um, and you can hear uh, Veronica say, Uh, hello. Um, aren't you getting in a little late? Uh, well, yeah, I was, um... Well, I was at I was at the hospital wing, and I was bringing Hagrid some stuff, and I was I was checking in with my friends because they're in the hospital wing again. We're always in the hospital wing. Um, and uh, and then I could I was staying there because it's dangerous to go out right now. I don't know. Did they tell? Did you tell? We're not supposed to go anywhere but our classes right now. Um, we have to go with like prefect or something. So, um, I had uh, uh Professor Scamander walk back with me. She held my hand. Oh, I think we're friends. And, um, and, yeah, sorry. So, yeah, that's why I'm back late. Uh. Rain sort of speaks up and she says, I like Professor Scamanda. She's very nice. Yeah, she's she's really nice. I, I don't know what it is, but I feel like we're kindled spirits. I don't really know what that means. I don't either, but my dad say it sometimes. I think it means that we are, we're of the same Mars. Like the planet? Yeah, our our star signs are of the same. We share a heart. I just realized I've never looked at Mars before. Is there a picture book or anything? I'm, there's gotta be. You know who would know? My friend Alex would know. I bet Alex would know in a heartbeat. And I think they have like a telescope up in the Ravenclaw Tower, so I can ask him for you. Well, how, how come we haven't even seen it yet in astronomy class? Uh, 
I don't, you know, that's a great question. I don't, I'm not much of a pay attentioner in class. Uh, I get lost and then I start thinking about food and then I start looking out the window and, but that's a good point. I could, um, I, you know what, I'll write that to Mars. I'll write that down and I'll ask, I'll ask around and get you a book on, I'll get you a book on Mars. Draw you a picture, if that works. I can take a look in the library. Yeah, you, you probably could, you could probably like ask our astro astronomy teacher about Mars. That's a good idea too. Thanks, Rosie. Yeah, yeah, no problem. Do you think that if Mars is, you know, like the moon's made out of cheese. So like if the moon's made out of cheese, do you think Mars is, isn't it supposed to be red? Maybe it's like a lasagna planet. Catherine is uh, um, sort of sitting on, um, uh, I think like the trunk in front of her bed and she's got like a plate of snacks and things. And she says, Speaking of cheese, do you have any in that mash? I don't have any cheese in the mash. Oh, that's a great idea, though. Perhaps a little gruyere inside the mash would be just absolutely wow, especially in the pumpkin mash. Catherine, I'm going to have to, that's a great idea. I'm going to have to write that down. Gear in the, in the mash. But I do I have some. I always thought that you put cheese in the mash. No, I have like, it's like butter and like heavy cream, some salt, some, some, I can't, you know, I can't tell you the rest. Oh, is it like a secret? Well, you know, like if I tell everybody and then they start mass producing my personal mash recipe and, and then I can't copyright it and then I can't sell it on the train to students while they're coming into Hogwarts, you know? Hmm. All right. That makes sense, I guess. Oh, good. Okay, yeah, good. Because, like, what am I going to do when I'm out of school? Like, I have no idea. I could probably sell mash on the train, though. Like, there's that nice old lady that sells the candy. I could be that girl, but with mash. And I could wear, like, long flowing robe. And, like, when people get tired, we could get out into the hallway of the train and we could do some stretches. So why were you with Professor Scamander? Veronica speaks Oh, there was, like a, there was, like, a bunch of, like, a bunch of professors. And they were just hanging out. Um... I think Rosie doesn't want to worry the rest of the, the students too much. Sure, so she's like, oh, they're just, oh, dang it. <laughs> okay. Would, I mean, I have a relationship with Hyacinth. Would I roll with my relationship with Hyacinth? Sure. KPP, our friendship has paid off. Even though it's been over so years long. since she's been on the show. Well, apparently women sleeping in the same room, so. <laughs> uh, okay, a nine. Choose one from right. Um, I think I'm trying to think of what proof I could have. So I'm gonna say they go along with it for now. Like maybe they believe me until perhaps they see more dangerous things happening and realize that all the teachers were together for a reason. Yeah, I don't think you like saw Hyacinth at first. She's probably like for some reason her corner of the room <laughs> is like a little bit darker, you know, and it's just like. <laughs> You know, like her eyes are a little like, you know, like she's got really dark circles in her eyes and she's real like. <sighs> I feel like Hyacinth is a walking like invisibility potion. <laughs> yeah, she's got it. She's she's a little. She's like there when she wants to be and yeah. she's not when she doesn't want to be. Yeah, she's she's a little. She's actually been on the show the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> she's a regular <laughs> cast member. <laughs> and, and she says, um. Oh, that's depressing. Wait. Uh, wait, what's depressing? 
Well, you said that we have to follow everyone around now? Yeah. Or like, oh, does it have anything to do with like what happened to Hagrid? Oh, I don't, I mean, I wouldn't know. There's no way for me to have known something like that. Like, I'm not a teacher. They don't tell me anything. I just hand them the mash and then I walk away. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Um, But like, uh, I just, I mean, I heard him talk and I, I think maybe they were just like there to lift his spirits because it's tough to to be a a bug, but it's also tough to be in the hospital wing. (laughs) Okay. But like, maybe they're just like worried. Maybe they saw a snake. And, um, and they don't want us to get bit. Like a Slytherin? No, no, like a real s- snake. What did, have you been bitten by a Slytherin, Hyacinth? I bet it was Ashley Indigo. <gasps> it probably was. Oh my gosh, you're right. I would, you know what? If the roles were reversed, I'm not a violent person and my dads would be ashamed if they heard me say it, but I would bite Ashley Indigo on her, on her wrist. You'd probably get poisoned. Oh, you're right. I bet, I bet she doesn't taste good. I bet she tastes like she's stinky. She definitely doesn't taste like cheese. Definitely not. Tastes like cheese, because then she'd be, she'd taste good. And she doesn't. She tastes like an old apple. Mushy. Stinky. Ow. Ow. Ew. Hey, can anyone help me with this, um, classwork for, uh, for, um... Uh, defense against the dark arts. Ooh, I think I think Rosie like you see her melt into the nearest wall surface, and she's like, "Oh, uh, I mean, if it's potions, maybe, but not Dad. I uh, I have two of those, but I'm bad at the class." <laughs> uh, Hyacinth is like suddenly behind um, uh, Veronica, and she says, "I guess I can help." And it's sort of like that Orin. I feel like I always envision Orin from Parks and Rec. Um, you know, as like a high high synthesis version of Orin, you know, suddenly there, just like underneath the table. Um and uh that kind of look. And um uh, uh Veronica like jumps for a second. Oh, okay, yeah, that'll be fine. Um are you, like, really good at defense against the dark arts, Hyacinth? Not really. Oh. I bet you are. I bet you're great at it. I think that if you believe you're good at it, you're good at it. I think that's... I mean, it's, we just have to unlock our true potential. Is uh, I think that's the, that's the way it goes. Uh, but, you know... Oh, man, I'm just exhausted. There's no... Like, there's no windows in the Hufflepuff common room, is there? Um, for like basement level? Wh- what do you think? Because it is basement, but like I feel like there might be, you know, you might have like angled windows or something that kind of give you like a I'm, ground view, but that's uh, that's up to you. For some reason, I feel like maybe they have like windows in their common room, but I because I feel like we're like moles, I feel like their like sleeping areas are like dens with like plants, but it's very dark in there So it's at just night. candlelight. Yeah, candlelight. Okay. Uh, I'm just, ooh. You know, I've been making cookies all morning, and I took a long walk. I'm just gonna cozy up in bed uh, and uh, not do my homework. Uh, I'll do that in the morning, probably before breakfast, for sure. I'll definitely do it. Uh, 
at some point, so, uh, nice to see you. If you need me for anything, just, uh, just yell. I'm always doing it, so. I think, <laughs> yep. just like, she's like awkwardly just like rolls into bed. Sure. But she's fully clothed still. She's like still wearing her food like cloak. I don't think any of the other girls here think anything of it. They're just like, oh, that's normal. <laughs> there mm -hmm. she goes again. All right. Um, I think is there. No, you know, I think Rosie just she's she's had a long day and I think she's just going to she's going to stress stress sleep this one out to the morning. She's had yeah. enough. She's going to fall asleep thinking about holding uh, Professor's commander's hand. That's going to be her highlight of the day. She's thinking of one good thing before she goes to sleep. All right. Off to bed you go. We switch scenes. Alex and Clem, you were in the hospital wing. Uh, things have gotten a bit quieter there, with the exception of uh, synchronized snoring from Clem and Hagrid. Um, I feel like Clem's snoring is a slight accent to Hagrid's uh, horrific window rattling snoring. Mm. And uh, Alex, it's pretty rough trying to get any sleep right now. <sighs> Um, I'm gonna hop out of my bed. You hop out of your bed. I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna head over to Hagrid. Mm. <laughs> um, I'm gonna do my best. To to roll him over. That's a struggle if I ever see one. <laughs> I'm hoping his sleep brain will just go with the flow and like roll over. But I shall struggle. Oh, I have Hagrid relationship. Does that count? Definitely. Yay! I feel like this is a minus two though, because uh, <laughs> he's. Half giant? Because he's massive. Okay. All right. When you uh, struggle against someone or something, on a seven to one, you uh, you choose you choose one from the list there. I'm gonna say shrug off the damage just so nothing gets trapped under Hagrid. Yeah. And get crushed. There's a there's that. there's a moment where you're like Yarrr! you're struggling and it just looks like your arm slips and then suddenly this like looming shadow like falls over you and it's it's utter and complete panic as the potential of falling under the bulk of Hagrid uh, briefly uh, panics you. And uh, you're able to stabilize yourself and uh, you sort of spin around and like use your back and your legs and you just kind of shove Hagrid onto his side. He flops over and you hear a... Uh, 
means better. I, uh, I, I head back towards my bed again and hop in and close my eyes and just like, I, 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 I'm taking a test lesson to see if the room is now sleepable. You can hear Hagrid's snoring gently, but now you can also hear Clem's. High, sort of more piercing snore than a rattling snore. So I go over to Clem and I roll her over to. <laughs> Um, a struggle again? I don't think you have to do a struggle with Clem. Okay, good. Yeah, I just roll Clem over. <laughs> okay. And I turn. <laughs> And I head back to Ben. Okay. Can I have a test listening in? Sure. <sighs> Try and notice something Much for me. Better. Okay. Uh, am I still dazed or was that cured with the pick me up? Um, I don't think you've had enough rest just yet. Okay. So I'm going to say no. Five. Okay. You, um, <clears throat> you hop back into bed, and you don't notice something. Yeah. Got my wand tucked under my pillow. Mm hmm. What are you thinking about when you go to sleep, Alex? <laughs> <laughs> I don't got time to think. I'm like, okay. Especially with your dazed condition. Yeah. Um. Is there a light on currently in the hospital wing? Uh, there is some faint light, probably coming from um uh near the near the end where um there's a there's a uh, partition that's been put up. Um, you know where Madame Pomfrey does her work. Mm-hmm. And there's probably the candle lights have been snuffed out, except for one uh, uh, that's near the door and one behind the partition. Okay, I'm just thinking about shadow monsters and shadowy figures, and, and casting spells really far. Um, I'm gonna grab the candle from next to my bed. And, um, and I'm going to hop out of bed again, and I'm going to run down to the candle and light it on it. Yeah, you can see um, Madame Pomfrey is uh, turned away from you. Um, she is working, like, at her desk. You can see that she has some... Um, uh, She's got some, like, books and things that are open. Some, like, really huge books and um, some small books that are kind of, like, all various sizes. She has some, like, tinctures and things that are there um, that uh, 
she looks like she's putting labels on them, but it's quite clear to you that um, uh, she's seems to be unaware of you at the moment. Okay, and I'm just gonna light my candle sneakily. Mm-hmm. And now I'm gonna take a quick peek at the book. Because I'm just curious and I'd just like to know what she's reading on. So sure. tip to up and just take a peek. She has a book open on um uh, it looks like um uh various insects and things are on the page. You can see like illustrations of like some really creepy looking insects and um with uh like um, uh, various protuberances and things on them, like some weird, strange carapaces that you probably haven't seen before. Okay. That's fine, then. I'll just go around the partition and head back up towards my bed. Okay. Just, I'm holding at the candlelight, and I'm just checking the previously dark corners for dark figures. Sure. Go ahead and investigate. Investigate. I'm still dazed. Sure, it'll be fine. Um. Yeah, as you're looking around, you go into, like, one of the dark corners and you hear maybe just like the barest hint of some snoring coming from Hagrid in the distance. It's okay. <laughs> okay, then. Fine. I head back to my bed and I put the candle uh, between Clem and I rather than on the other side, so it's between us. It's a safety candle. Alexander. I pick up the bottle of pick-me-up and just take a look at the side effects. Um, Diarrhea. No. No, nothing about voice. It's okay. (laughs) Um... Hello? Hello? Alexander. Uh, I'm going to hop up out of my bed and I'm going to hop into Clem's bed. (laughs) All right. Clem. Uh, Notice something. Clem. 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 What? All right, Clem. You realize that Alex's face is like right there. Clem. Uh, Alex, what's up? The darkness Uh, is whispering to me. The darkness is whispering to you. Go ahead and ask me your questions. Yeah. Clem. Um... 
can I ask a question that's not on the list real quick, just to understand? Were you asking me to roll for noticing Alex or just a general notice something? Mm, stuff going on in the hospital wing. Okay. Um, is there anyone or anything sneaking around? Yes. I think when you look at Alex, you can see that there is... In one of the darkened corners, you can see that there is, in fact, something moving in the shadows. Okay. I... Like all lived did to me, do like a mom arm down over him as I like shoot up. And... I get to ask you a second question, right? Yes. This is so hard. Uh, did, does it seem dangerous? Did it seem, did it seem dangerous? It's in the shadows. You swear when you woke up Aside from Alex, you heard something say, Alexander. Do I have my wand on me? If we're in the hospital wing? Throw mm, me flat 2d6. Just R space 2d6. Slash R space 2d6. No, you don't. Um, Did you hear it? I, yeah, yeah. I lie back down and I throw the blankets over us. How does this help? I don't. I don't know. I don't have my wand. I have mine. There's something in the corner. Which corner? I need to have. To show courage rolls, please. You can use your relationship with each other on this. I would like to use my house benefit of show courage to automatically succeed. Excellent. Meanwhile, you gain a plus one forward when challenging this. So you can make a uh, make a relationship and say, um. I think you can put down um, figure in the shadows. Okay. You have a plus one forward with them. Okay. Um, Alex, you've gotten a nine. On mm-hmm. a seven to nine, you stand strong, but you're still scared of this terror. Choose one, please. I think I'm absolutely terrified, and Clem knows it, but at least I'm still here. Yeah, Alex is shaking. If you point to where it is, I'll blast it. What did it look like? Okay. Uh, it was just a shadow. to blast it with? Uh, is it a people's shadow or an animal shadow? 
it, it seemed like a, a a figure a figure i think um so okay so what we're gonna do is you're gonna keep your eyes closed like i need to see what i'm casting the spell yeah okay i'm gonna look and then i'm gonna point outside the blanket and then mm-hmm. just look at where I'm pointing and just close close your eyes and shoot there, maybe? I'll look at the floor. Okay. Okay. And I can see in... Okay, I need to see. Okay. Okay. I take the One, blanket three. off. Yeah. yeah. One, two, three. I take the blanket off and I look and then I just point at it. Okay, and I think this is definitely your relationship with Clem, uh, Alex. Okay. Um, okay, good. I have Stipify in my spell bank, and I'll add my relationship as forward and submit a nine. A nine. There are some side effects. What happens? I think because I'm close range with Clem, she takes a condition. Yeah. Um, and then someone or something is alerted to the casting of the spell. But I whooped it still. The stupefy goes off. Cast outward from your wand. Clem, you get hit by part of the spell, and Clem sort of goes rigid um, in bed, uh, you know, sort of falling hard onto the bed as this happened. You can hear Madame Pomfrey sort of exclaim in the background, (laughs) and just briefly as the spell hits the um, shadowed area, I'd like you to make a notice something for me. Okay. This Clem's will not be, so she yeah, help. no, no help from Clem. Okay. Notice something. <sighs> Spell. You think you cast it correctly. But nothing seems mm-hmm. to happen. You hear, Alexander! And... It's me. The shadows begin to sort of flow and move. And they start to move up the walls all around as if all the light starts to drain out of the room. Everything gets darker and darker. Lumos. Cast my Lumos. In desperation. I need, before you do this, I need another show courage. Okay. On a 
the six or below, the situation feels beyond you. You cower in fear, running from the fight, and take a minus one forward when challenging it. Is there a clear path towards Madame Pomfrey? Well, you have to jump out of bed and go around some beds, but yes. Yeah, then, then, then uh, I'll do that. That's how I run from the fight. I run towards her. Help! 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 What's going on? And you see Madame Pomfrey slowly, like, getting up. She's got her wand. She's moving way faster than she was, but it's still, it's still slow. Um, and you see Madame Pomfrey, um, sort of raising her wand up and turning towards you. The shadows, shadows are talking continue to, me. to pour over the windows, and you hear this sort of. Sounds moving all about you. Madame Pomfrey holds her wand up and she says, Lumos Maxima! The spell goes off. Light bursts forth, illuminating the room. The shadows seemingly smash into the cor- the edges of the light. They rebound off of the light. You can see them recoil on the walls. They begin to pull back, spilling backwards, backwards, backwards into this dark corner of the hospital wing where you see shape of a darkened figure, the shadows moving all about them. Madame Pomfrey shakily points her wand towards the shadow. And as she's about to cast a spell, the shadow moves with a blur, smashing through one of the glass panes, the leaded glass of the hospital wing windows, seemingly ignoring the strips of metal running through the glass glass shatters, the windows sort of explode outwards. Hagrid sits bolt upright. (laughs) What happened? (laughs) Glass spills out all along the hospital wing. And a cold feeling settles. All about you. Madame Pomfrey turns to you and she says, Are you all right? Are you all right, Mr. Pippin? Shadows was... Shadows were talking to me. She puts like an arm on your shoulder and tries to sort of give you like a, a little like half hug. Don't worry. It'll be all right, dear. It'll be all right. She's sort of using you to help move along a little bit. She's moving with you, and 
She's got Lumos still bright at the end of her wand. She's sort of using it to look around the hospital wing. Hagrid's looking about. He sort of like has half his hair squished as if he's been laying in the bed. And he says, oh, what's all that racket? What happened? And we switch scenes. Olive. Mm-hmm. You're in a rush back to Gryffindor Tower. I forgot I existed. I'm not going to lie. I feel like a viewer in this episode. I'm just like, what's going to happen next? Yes, I'm rushing to Gryffindor Tower as uh, unsuccessfully quickly as possible. Yeah, you realize that you've already missed curfew. There's probably like a kind of sound just as you reach the moving staircases. However, when you arrive at the moving staircases, you can see that there are several shadows that seem to be standing at various points on the staircases. You can try and notice something if you like. Okay. Uh, yes, I would like to notice something. You can ask me a few questions from the list. Um, (sighs) is anyone or anything sneaking around? Oh, like aside from what I'm plainly seeing in front of me. Ooh. Most definitely. <gasps> okay. What does that look like? You can see that there are um, these shadows sort of interspersed along the stairs. But there's something moving on the stairs quietly. You wouldn't notice it normally, but for some reason, the movement just caught your eye. Aside from these shadows, something stood out to you. But there is a shadowed figure that seems to be moving through the shadows. Uh, I'd like to cast a spell as quickly as possible then. Okay. Um, Olive, oh gosh, I feel shaky. Olive is going to point her wand at the the figure that you described whose movement caught her eye. Uh, and she is going to uh, cast Immobilis. Okay. cast Immobilis. Spell goes off.
you can see that there's a flash of a wand in the darkness. But it's too late. You hit the figure. You begin to stumble down the moving staircase. Falling and falling down the staircase. The stairs at the bottom aren't connected just yet. They're moving, and you can see that this figure seems like they're about to fall off the edge of the stairs. Do you do anything? Yes. Um, Olive is going to cast, uh... I think before you do that, I want to roll first. Okay. um, Because you realize what's happening as you cast the spell and that they, this person might fall off the edge of the stairs. I would like show courage. I'm going to use my house benefit automatic success, finally. Good choice. <laughs> look fear into the eye and do not break. You gain a plus one forward against the mysterious figure in the shadows. Okay. Okay. Um, okay. Whew. Um, I would like to cast uh, Wingardium Leviosa on the figure. On the figure? Yeah. Okie dokie. Or, uh, wh- I'm sorry. Can I clarify where it looks like it's going to fall? Like, is there anything underneath it, or is it um, just floor? It's... You know, there's moving stairs that are kind of like moving back and forth. It's yeah. tough to gauge exactly what would be below them at the time that the okay. stairs are moving. Um, okay. But it's probably somewhere around the middle. It looks like the stairs are, are it, this person will fall off around where the stairs are moving towards the middle. You know, Got where, it. Okay. you know, there's other stairs that are moving back and forth. So just, just so I'm making sure I understand it, when you say the middle, do you mean like the gap so it's between a, it's staircases? A, it's a round tower, right? And there's yeah. stairs that are constantly switching back and forth. And uh, when the stairs are making their transition, halfway would be about the middle. So the stairs Got have it. kind of like moved halfway. And then the bottom of the stairs, they could hit another staircase. It, it's a, it's a crapshoot right now. Shoot. Okay. Um... Like, I'm going to roll for what happens. Yeah. Uh, in that case, then, yeah, I'll stick with trying to Wingardium Leviosa the figure. Okay. Uh, Since I don't know where they'll land. Sure. Um, so, uh, this is a first-year spell. Um, however, this will be with a... We'll say a minus two. Okay, um, so, so it's just... a net of a minus one. So, since I have a plus one forward with this, when when taking on this challenge, though, does that just balance out? Then, because uh, I get a plus one for it being a year one spell, no, and then no, a no, plus no. one from so, show courage. Uh, yes, even. So, so just no forward. Yep. Okay, even. Sorry. Okay. You cast the spell. 
you cast it and you can see that this person is lifted by whatever clothing they seem to be wearing. They are sort of lift up and it's heavy like you're having you're struggling with your wand you're not supposed to cast this spell on a person but you've cast it successfully maybe on their clothing and you're sort of like lifting them um however it's extremely dark in this hallway there's only a few bits of light um that should be lit up the candles should be lit up um, but there's only a few that seem to be on, and they're just kind of like on one side of the, of the, uh, um, the tower. So it's okay. difficult to see them, but you know that you've, you've got them. You can feel the weight of your wand, almost like a fishing, um, like you're fishing, and you can feel the, the, the fishing rod bend, like your wand is very heavy. I'm going to try to kind of bring them towards me while Olive is also moving towards them. Okay. But she's keeping her priority and, like, her focus on maintaining the spell and keeping them from falling and getting squished. Sure. You're concentrating. Taking your time. Slowly... You bring them to a staircase near the bottom of the tower. What do you do? Uh, Olive is going to uh, keep her grip firm on her wand and approach the figure. As you get closer, Something begins to dawn on you. You recognize the figure on the stairs. It looks like Clementine. I kind of figured, oh, um... Olive is going to... And, and they're successful, like, they have landed safely on the ground now, correct? Yes. Okay. Olive is going to point her wand at them. And for anyone listening who didn't know what the Immobilis spell actually does, it completely immobilizes the target and essentially, like, freezes their actions. Um, but just to be safe, she wants to cast another spell at this figure before proceeding. Uh, and she's going to cast uh, Petrificus Totalis. Okay. So, do in me this a, Do me a favor, don't look at uh, my cam for a second, please, uh, Olive. Okay. And I just want to make sure I don't have negative forward this time, correct? Um, 
Yeah, that's correct. Okay, cool. I can do one thing. I can cast spells. That's all I can what do. What spell were you casting? Petrificus Totalis. Petrificus Totalis. Okay. Uh, and, you know, again, if anyone doesn't know, it, like, binds their bodies, so they're, like, stiff as a board, arms at their sides. And Olive is immediately going to um, search their pockets to see if they have a wand on them, if it's in their hands or in their robe. You look for the wand as you approach the body. And you can see, I think their clothing probably sort of bound around them, you know, when you cast the spell. They look sort of bundled up like a burrito. But you can see Clem, Clem's face sort of like look peeking out from what looks to be like her robes, like her her hair is kind of like, a, a, you know, cast to the side. And her eyes are looking a bit wild as she looks at you. And then nearby, you hear a spell go off. And suddenly, you fall to the ground. I would like you to tough it out, please. Okay. When you try to tough it out on a seven to nine, the hit takes you off guard. Choose two from the seven to nine list. Um, I think... I think it's it would be you're knocked out of position, putting you in more danger, and take an appropriate condition. Um, I think this, like she's so focused on the figure that it just completely, completely blindsides her. Um, Yeah, I'm going to have to... It just makes sense to give myself injured because I think that's the most likely thing here, which sucks. But yeah, she's uh, uh, knocked back and, and injured in the process. Sliding against the floor, you make contact with the banister of the bottom bit of stairs in the tower. Um, smacking off the edge, you sort of spin on the ground, um, still clutching your wand. You can see a tall figure standing in the darkness that says, This is none of your concern. Little girls shouldn't be awake right now. You should be in bed. Uh, Olive is going to, as quickly as she can, cast a spell in the direction that she hears that voice. All right. Don't forget your plus one forward. I don't think she's even 
like I, I think she's relying completely on instinct at this point and it, she's very aware in the back of her mind that it could be a teacher and she just has to go for it uh, she points her wand with a shaky hand and as brave as she can be yells Expelliarmus yes spell Expelliarmus She's trying to disarm their wand. Yeah. Olive, you cast the spell. What does it look like when you cast it? You've recoiled off the banister. What's happened here? Yeah, Olive, I imagine, kind of uh, got knocked back by that first spell, so she was almost like you know, butt on the ground, legs sprawled out in front of her, and without even getting up, just whips her wand out, kind of like over her head like this, and she has one hand in front of her and one hand behind her with her wand. Uh, almost, almost like in the films when they're doing their dueling stances, and as she casts the spell, she kind of like swaps where her hands are to like push with that forward momentum of her wand arm. And uh, her hair is like completely all over the place and stuck up and her clothes are all really disheveled, but like the force and the power of that uh, spell and seeing it succeed, she then kind of like pushes herself up to standing. You can see the wand go flying from this figure's hand, there's a bright flash where it connects, and just for a moment, part of them is illuminated. Notice something for me. You have a plus one forward. Oh my gosh, okay, okay. Fingers crossed, y'all. A nine. Okay. Ask me a question from the notice something list. What does it look like? It looks like a man that you have never seen before. A tall man, thin, wiry, and you can see a sneer just for a moment as he falls back into darkness. He rushes to go grab his wand. Can I get another spell off before he grabs it? You can try. Okay. However, you hear this familiar growling noise. I'm I'm doing it. And that's where we're going to take our break. already break time uh, <laughs> first of all how dare you my oh spirit my has been crushed whack i'm so, impatient uh you're welcome next you got all of my rolls apparently wow <laughs> magic is the only thing i can do did you i'm not saying all of is the harry potter roll? of this but <laughs> yeah, all she's... of is the harry potter of this i'm the pretty sure she's the protagonist and we're the we're the you're just a supporting <laughs> all cast. Of the, yeah the hallways i am the main character <laughs> yeah 
<laughs> no. I'm just your little, I'm just here to do magic for y'all. That's it. Mm-hmm. Little magic gremlin. A magic gremlin. Still rolled really well that whole time. Uh, I'm sequence amazed. of rolls two and a six, four and a six, five and a five, four and a six, three and a six, five and a six, five and a one for the last one, but you had a lot going forward on it. So the worst one you did was a six, and you had a lot of pluses on it. I That's all of my luck from last week when I failed every roll. <laughs> so, that was an intense hour and a half. Uh, <laughs> it just went like, poof. Rosalina's like, I'm going to curl into bed. And I was like, let me cast 18 successful 14 roll spells. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> Clem is stupefied On still brand. in a bed. <laughs> Clem is still stupefied, just hanging out. So, if you haven't done so, make sure you follow all of these wonderful people, please. They're fantastic role players, and they deserve it. Go give them a follow. Um, if you want to play along with us, if you want to play this, you totally can. You can head on over to tablestory.tv slash W-A-W to follow all of these people. Go follow them on all the places. And if you have yourself a Prime Gaming or anything that you haven't used yet, consider throwing it their way. Get yourself some emotes. Go support them. They're great. And um, we're, uh, we're going to take a little bit of a break, give everybody a chance to catch their breath and uh, probably nervous pee. And um, <laughs> we're uh, we're gonna be back in just a few How minutes. How did you know? <laughs> yeah, it's fine. It's it's. I've done a lot of shows, uh, and I terrify a lot of people. Um, so uh, you can uh, you can uh, make sure you follow all these people. And we're gonna be back in just a few minutes. Hang tight for more witchcraft and wizardry. Back in just a little bit. Nine cycles have passed. When the gods deem mortals too powerful, they decree a race between their avatar and the mortals to determine their worth. Win the race, and the mortals are granted a chance to engage the very gods themselves. The mortals are granted a chance of survival. The mortals are granted a chance to become gods. Lose and see all mortal life removed from the crim, and the next cycle begins. This race is the final command of the gods to their mortal counterparts. This is their dying order.
How far would you go to discover? What risks would you take to understand? The unknown is forbidden. There's so much more to discover before the world ends. The unknown awaits. Have the preparations been made for your expedition? Yes. All is underway. Does anyone suspect anything? I've kept everything secret and dealt with any nuisance. Master! As required. Excellent. You're sure that your source has the necessary information? Of course. I am well versed in all the history of Netherrealm. Keep that thing silent. Do you want our plans revealed? Why is the Master with Harpel? Are they planning their own expedition? What about your apprentice? I have little hope for them. <gasps> what? Did you hear something? <gasps> Set out immediately. Do not fail me. Yes, great over-wizard. I will not fail. <sighs> no hope. I'll show you no hope.
Nine cycles have passed. When the gods deem mortals too powerful, they decree a race between their avatar and the mortals to determine their worth. In the race, and the mortals are granted a chance to engage the very gods themselves. The mortals are granted a chance of survival. The mortals are granted a chance to become gods. Lose and see all mortal life removed from the crane, and the next cycle begins. This race is the final command of the gods to their mortal counterparts. This is their dying order. everybody to table stories witchcraft and wizardry we were in the middle of a pretty intense moment olive you see this figure that you've disarmed jumping for their wand just barely in the shadows this tall, wiry-looking man with um, sort of scraggly-looking hair. You go to cast a spell. What do you do? So Olive had, uh, after casting Expelliarmus, had, you know, pushed herself up to standing position, and she still had her, her arms up like this, and so she just kind of takes a step forward to pivot again, and then kind of like rolls her wand around, almost like she's gonna lasso him, and then fires off one last spell and yells, stupefy. Cast a spell. Okay. You cast the spell. see the figure go rigid land with a hard thunk as they hit the ground however you also hear scrabbling on stone and you hear a growling (laughs) rushing towards you what do you do? Uh, Olive is going to point in the direction of that noise, and she's going to cast Immobilus. I also need a show courage roll. Okay. Six or below, the situation feels beyond you. You cower in fear, running from the fight, and take a minus one forward when challenging it. 
Okay, so I do a minus one on my immobilis spell against this. Yes. Okay. And you know that you need to get out of here right now. Okay. I'm going to say you're going to cast the spell, but I'll leave this up to you as to what you think you need to do now. So technically the spell, you haven't cast the spell yet. Okay. What do you, you feel that the situation is beyond you. You feel you need to cower in fear and you need to run from this fight. Yes. Uh, I think that Olive is terrified. Like she is well aware that she does not have the skills to take on a dark creature whose powers she doesn't understand. So her casting this spell is like, uh, an instinctual, like buying herself a little safety buffer of time. And then she knows she needs to get the heck out of here and can't stick around. Does that make sense? Okay. Yeah, we got minus one forward. Okay. Spell goes off. (laughs) You hear sort of shudder and a sliding. You can hear the sliding creature sliding closer and closer towards you. It had some momentum and you could feel its presence. It might, it might be a Glowacus. It might be looking at you, Olive. This thing is coming for you. What are you doing? Olive is going to immediately, like, uh, real fast, geography-wise, where does the creature, is it coming from the direction where the bodies of uh, the stupefied so individuals have, are? It would have come uh, from, uh, like, like if you look at the picture that we've got up on the, the screen right now, um, It would be, uh, the creature would be coming from, uh, like, this way. I would have assumed that you were, like, over here, coming in this way, and the creature was coming this way, and the figure was over here. Oops, sorry. see if I can get that in frame better. Uh, the figure was, like, over here. Okay. You got knocked into the banister and probably got sent that way. Okay. Okay, so you were coming this way. The creature was coming this way. Got it. Okay. So if I'm running away from the creature up the stairs, I think I think Olive knows that she she cannot take on this fight and like she's not going to try because it's too it's too much for her but I think uh, she wouldn't leave without trying to bring the fake Clementine with her so I think she's going to try to book it as fast as she can and like grab the cloak of that individual and try to drag them with her up the steps yeah Okay, so a struggle, and I'm going to say you've got a minus two. So that's a minus six total. Yikes. For, yeah, for anyone uh, <laughs> listening. 
minus six. That's amazing that I got any kind of rolled, number on that. You rolled roll. a nine on that, by the way. That's great. So you try and you're trying to pull them uh, up the steps. You can't. It's it's they're they're too heavy. You're a twelve year old uh, girl. It's it's just not happening without any help. You're trying to pull them. Maybe you get a little bit of a glimpse of the creature in in some of the the light that is still up, and you can see some fur. You can see. Uh, some sharp fangs, and uh, it's not a huge creature, but it's probably the size of a medium-sized dog or something, which is, okay. I think, terrifying enough for a lot of people. I just want to clarify, apologies if I'm forgetting, I know Olive tried to search their possessions earlier, and that was when she got hit with the spell before she was able to actually see, correct? She was searching for their their wand to take the fake Clementine's wand, and I think that's when she got hit with the spell from the unidentified man. Yes. So she she didn't finish that search, right? Correct. Okay. Um, I think if, if she can't bring them with her, she's just going to try like to frantically pat them down for any kind of object that she can steal off of them to bring. She's really looking for their wand. Investigate. And okay. you have a minus one going into this. Okay. A seven. All right. Um, um. So normally you're asking me questions, um, but you're looking for something on them. Yeah. I think that you don't find the wand, but uh, you do find what appears to be a vial. And it looks like it's filled with black hair. Okay. Uh, She's going to take that and then she's going to you can hear some stirring she's going to run in the direction of the headmistress's office so you're going to walk back down the stairs and pass this stuff then then no never mind sorry i'm just clarifying yeah, just turned around geographically. Okay. Um, I just want to make sure mechanically, based on the fact that I failed that show courage roll, do I have to straight up leave the scene or just it's the fight? Up, it's it's up to you how you interpret this. Okay. I think... Oh, it's, it's meant to be something bad, right? Like yeah. It's meant to be something bad. I think Olive is going to sit behind the fake Clem and kind of like pull her god this sounds so weird like lifeless body I guess up against her chest you know like when someone lays against you like that so she's kind of hiding behind it and holding on to whoever it is and I think she wants to cast a spell into the air to try and alert a teacher or a prefect to where she is. Okay. 
Um, first, a quick and quiet roll. It's a minus one. Okay. Um, while you're trying to uh, pull this not clem um, uh, over you, um, I think that uh, accidentally you probably like hurt yourself. Like you probably like you probably sandwich like a rib or something against the stair, and you just yelp with with pain as it happens. Oh. You like pinch a nerve or something, and you just can't hold in the the, the yell. Um, you hear some more stirring uh, near the bottom of the stairs. And go ahead and cast the spell. I'm going to say you've got a minus one just going forward with whatever okay. bonuses you have otherwise. I think I think she's going to cast um, Bobilis, which emits sparks from the tip of the wand. Um, Bobilius. Bobilius. And... Uh, yeah, I, I think she's trying to use that as like a, a signal of like shooting a flare up into the sky kind of thing. Okay. Uh, and you said that was a minus one? That's a minus one forward, yes. Okay, so since it's a year one spell and we normally get a plus one, I'm doing zero forward for that. Okay. Cast the spell. Sparks begin to erupt from the wand. Someone, please. You can hear something up near the top of the moving stairs. Um, You can hear some yelling as the uh, Bobilius spell goes off and suddenly flung from on top of you, the not Clem is pulled away. You can see that the figure has stood back up, wand in hand. The knot Clem flying towards him. They're scrabbling on the ground. And I need to notice something from you. Okay. You've got a plus one from your forward against this mysterious figure. You can ask me one question from the notice something list. Uh... Shoot. Okay. Um... What does it look like? Am I... Am I missing anything visually? Just barely visible in the light, you can see that this figure has some sort of briefcase or something in his hand. It opens, and you can see this creature climb inside of it, and it makes no sense. The wand, just barely visible, still pointed at you. You hear him say, Another time, perhaps. 
I'll be watching you. Sparks still emitting from your wand. You catch just a little bit more. And you can see that he's rushing off. You can hear footsteps fading away in the darkness. As you lay on the bottom of the staircase, you can hear the voice of Miss Nanny Bucklin. As she says, What's going on? What's going on? What's happening? Hospital wing, please. Um... Chase after them. Don't let them go. I, I don't. Please, hurry. Uh, um, and they attacked, and there's a creature, and it's not Clem, but they looked like Clem, and I. Please don't let them get away. You feel Nanny Buckland's arms grab you in a hug, and she says, "It's all right, dear. It's all right." It's all They're right. They're going to get away. They're going to get away. It's not Please. important, dear. It's not important. Please take me to the hospital wing. Nanny Buckland climbs the stairs. And we switch scenes. Morning comes to the hospital wing at Hogwarts. Alexander, Clem, and Olive. The three of you Don't quite remember everything. You don't remember falling asleep. I'd like each of you to roll just a plain old d6 for me. Olive. You wake up first. You can hear Headmistress McGonagall speaking with Madame Pomfrey. She's doing better now, I take it. I believe so. She was very disturbed last night. I had to cast spells on um, all three of them. They weren't getting to bed otherwise, and they desperately needed the sleep. I think that's best. 
What an incredibly stressful start to the year. I'm sure you'll figure everything out, Minerva. Miss Brooklyn said that Miss Everglade was in some sort of fierce battle at the bottom of the staircase. That means that someone was able to get into Hogwarts. That means that this threat is in the school. I must let all the parents know. I'm sure they'll be seriously considering making all the students return home. I wouldn't blame them. I'm sure that you're overreacting. Am I? This hasn't happened. Nothing like this has happened in a very long time. Not since the Dark Lord was here. Not since... Everything happened with Albus. When he died. I'm sure this is the only thing that everyone will remember. When they think of me. How I've failed the students. Headmistress. Oh! Miss Everglade! She sort of rushes over to you. Did you catch them? Were you able to catch up to them before they got away? It's, I tried my best. I, I tried to stun them, and I thought all right, I had done a Ms. good job. It's all it's right, Miss Everglade. It's all right. If you stun someone and then they still manage to get away from you, it's clearly not all right. And I clearly didn't do a very good job of trying to protect my friends and trying to take care of Hogwarts. You listen and to me, Miss Everglade. You need to stop beating yourself up. This is not your fault. But if I had just done something no. differently... I won't have it. It is not your responsibility. It's mine. Headmistress? One of the figures, um, looked like Clementine. And it wasn't her. Well, Clementine was here all night. And so was Mr. Pippin. 
I tried to... I tried to get the wand off of whoever it was, and... I found a vial with Clem's hair mm. in her pocket. Ingredients for a polyjuice potion. I'm sure. There I are think... other spells, but as you suggested, we have some malfeasance. I think that's how whoever stole from us in Gryffindor Tower, that's how they did it. Stole from you? Yes, the book. I... I think it's the same person. That would make sense. Um... Did you get a look at whoever did this? A little, yes. Um... I didn't recognize him. He was a grown-up, and he was a man, and... He said some... Awful things. But I... I didn't recognize him. I don't know who it was. Hmm... Can you tell me what happened? Yes, Mistress. I was trying to return to Gryffindor Tower before curfew, and as I made it to the staircases, I saw shadows moving in ways they shouldn't, and I Just saw... Just like we saw a peer, according to Madame Pomfrey. Yes, there were shadows that were moving up the wall, and Mr. Pippin and Miss Goosanders were uh, apparently the target of something. I didn't get a good look, but they, they fled through the window. That is what's confusing. If they fled through the window. It's strange that they met up with you. I'm sorry. What else did you see? I saw them move quickly through the staircases, and um, I... I uh, stunned the first individual. Um, and attempted to remove their wand. And when I went to uh, search their pockets, um, someone cast a spell at me out from the shadows, and um, I was thrown back and knocked off my feet. So I responded by um, casting... <laughs> I... 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 I um, Cast Expelliarmus, I disarmed their wand, I stunned them, and then um, I heard a growling, and there was a creature, and it... It frightened me, and I knew I couldn't take it on, so I cast a Mobulus to buy myself some time. I tried to bring the... 
the the fake Clementine, whoever whoever they are, I tried to drag them with me, but I was badly injured and I I couldn't I couldn't carry them and so I tried to stay with them and and not let them go and something pulled them off me. I think it was the man casting a spell and I think I tried to respond but I don't remember and they got away and then that's when Nanny Buckland found me. Oh dear. I managed to um, take the vial off of the fake Clementine um, before they got away though, so maybe, maybe there's some kind of magic you can do, some kind of spell or um, magical object or, or something that can help us um, figure out who who used this or who touched this or s- something like that. She, she looks at you and says, That was very good thinking, dear. She uh, extends her hand. Um, headmistress. Yes, Miss Everglade. Forgive me, but, um, I've seen, um, fakes of people I trust quite a bit over the past few days, and how am I supposed to know that it's really you and that you're not the terrifying man that I had a battle against come to steal the only evidence that I made it out with. Can you tell me something only the real headmistress would know? You came to me yesterday and I took away 50 points from you because you had searched through the rest of your belongings of your fellow second-year Gryffindor girls looking for evidence. of some sort of theft. I didn't believe you. Do you believe me now? Yes. However, still no excuse to rifle through everyone's things. Um, one more thing before I forget. Um... The man had some sort of briefcase that it seemed a creature went into and it didn't make sense because the case couldn't possibly contain a creature that large. But I know what I saw Mm. and that's how he carried it away. There are various sorts of spells that can do such things. Just in case it's helpful. Thank you, Miss Everblade. It's been most helpful. 
Oh. And Olive's gonna uh, hand off the vial to her with Clem's hair in it. Yes. She um, she takes the, the vial and says, I'll see what we can find. Perhaps this may very well be the way that we're able to find this person. Professor, um, headmistress, sorry, headmistress. Um, have you ever been scared facing off against, um, like, dueling someone like that? Have you ever faced an opponent that really frightened you and you didn't know how to fight them? She sits sort of partly on the bed. She puts her hand on her ears, and she puts another hand on top, like a sandwich. And she says, I've never known anyone to not be afraid. A wand is a wonderful thing. It can create magic. It can create dreams. It can also create harm. It is dangerous. And that's why you are here. To learn how to protect yourself and to learn how to use it the right way. By using it the right way. My dear, I'm going to let you in on a little secret. He leans in, inspiratorially, and she says, I might be a bit rough sometimes when I'm giving out punishments. It's part of my job. But I've always liked a little recklessness in my students. It means that they really care. And you, Miss Everglade, are extremely reckless. That's a great compliment. Thank you, headmistress. She leans back and pats your hand, and she says, Oh, there's no class today. Rest. Talk to your friends. 
Let them know what happened, but remember, they're scared too. And Miss Everglade, if you're ever scared again, just remember, everyone gets scared. It's not just you. It's what you do with that fear that helps define who you are. And I think that you're very talented. Maybe even one day you could be the headmistress here. You really think so? I think so. Thank you, headmistress. She smiles. For what it's worth, I may have only attended Hogwarts while you're headmistress, but... I think you're going to be remembered as one of the best Hogwarts has ever had. Mm. One thing at a time, dear. Now, if you'll excuse me, there's much going on. And she... She smiles and sort of walks away with Madame Pomfrey. You can see Clem and Alex begin to stir. like about to die by shadow or something what happened Alex I take my pillow and I just chuck it at him Alex wake up aren't we why are we still alive Are you okay? Mm-hmm. Okay. I, I'm not- I'm gonna go ahead and not believe you on that one, but that's fine. We'll just move on. Do I see that Olive is in here? Yeah. Olive's, uh, awake and probably looking at you. She's across the way, Alex oh. is next to you. Okay, okay. O Olive! 
What, what happened? What did you almost die to? Um, I got into a duel on the staircase last night. Oh my gosh. With someone who had taken Polyjuice Potion to look exactly like you, Clem. What? They had a lock of your hair on them. That's how they got into the tower to steal the book. They've been disguising themselves as you. Uh, Lady Magnolis told me once that, that you were the most suspicious student in the Hogwarts Tower, or in the Gryffindor Tower, and I just thought she was being rude as always, but it's because she was seeing someone who wasn't really you. And that someone attacked me last night. You knew it wasn't me though, right? Of course, why do you think I stunned them? Well, I'd hope that even if it was, if it was actually me and I was attacking you, you'd stun me too, frankly. I don't think you'd ever attack me though. Well, of course not. Alex, are you all right? <laughs> Did I miss much in the hospital wing last night? Uh, well, there was a shadow in the corner that made the room dark and was calling Alex's name for some reason. It was calling your name? What did it sound like? Did it sound human? Y yeah It just... Kept saying his name like... Alex, cover your ears because I don't think you want to hear this. Yeah. It kept going like... Alexander... Like that. It was very... Okay, Alex, you can uncover your ears. Alex? Alex? Olive is gonna get out of bed and go over towards Alex and kind of try to uh, wave her hand in, in front of his eyes. You know, if he's looking down, kind of like put a hand under like this. It's okay. Um... Can I sit with you, Alex? If you, if you want. Olive's gonna sit at the edge of his bed and like pull her knees up to her chest and... How'd you make it through the night? Do remember? It sounds scary. Mm -hmm. 
were, were there any shadows with you, Olive? Was it shadowy? That's how I knew what was happening. Um, as soon as I started to walk towards the staircase, there were shadows everywhere. And then I saw a figure moving and it turned out to be someone disguised as you. And then there was a creepy man there and he attacked me and I had to stun them both. Wait, and was he old? Like, like he was like an old, old man? Not like, not like old and grey old, but like an adult. I mean, he wasn't a student, I don't think. I tried to stay with them until someone would come and help. But he got to his feet and somehow withdrew the body of the impersonator and they escaped with whatever creature they had. I think it, that horrible creature we heard earlier, he somehow got it into a briefcase. He got the cloacus into a briefcase? Yes, like a, a, a small handheld a carrying case and it somehow was able to be contained in it. Is he Mary Poppins? I don't think I know her. She's a witch. Yeah. She a witch? Mm. She has to be a witch. I thought she was just fancy. It is she a relative of yours, or...? Oh, a movie. Oh. Um, she sounds the, lovely. The doors to the hospital wing, both of them at the same time, slam open. <sighs> and you see Rosalina clutch her legs. She's just been running, and she starts panting, and she's like, My god, uncle told me you fought a the shadow creature. Rosie. Are you okay? Is everybody okay? And she runs over and she starts squeezing everybody's cheeks. She's like, all right, you're good. And you're good. And you're good. Okay, all right, they're all good. They're good. Everybody's good. Okay. Oh, God. Does anybody, she pulls out a cookie. Does anybody need a cookie? Mm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I could go for a cookie. Okay, guys, here's a cookie. Uh, I think Alex might need a couple. Okay. You can have mine. You can have mine. I'm okay. I'm not hungry. Alex says no, but Rosalina puts a stack of kind of crumbled cookies uh, near his hand, like a like a little offering, and then hands one to Clem. Uh, yeah, I'm not gonna ask you to tell me what happened because that's traumatic, and you don't need to relive your trauma or anything. Um, so I'm just gonna sit here and be moral support. Would you like a song or or a dance? Uh. I slept in my robes last night, so if I smell bad, I'm sorry. I woke up with mashed potatoes um, on my foot. Why'd you sleep in your robes, Rosie? Uh, it's a very, very good question. I just, uh, I felt awkward, so I just got in bed uh, wearing everything that I had on. Uh, I didn't want to help anybody with their homework, and I'm just, I don't, I don't, I'm, yeah, it's a good question. Uh, I will ask myself that next time I do it. Why do that? <laughs> uh, but you're good, you're okay. You're okay. Not like mentally okay, but like physically okay. 
Did you oh yeah, like, if you guys uh, want, I can introduce us all to my therapist. I mean, I think therapy is for everyone. Uh, that's what my dad's always say. So I would be more than welcome to, uh, you know, I hear therapy paired with yoga specifically. It's excellent for the mind, body and spirit. Oh. Mm -hmm. Oh, cool. Yeah, but not very good for my magic. You know, nothing seems to be helping me with that potion. But else? This is not about me. Um, it's about y'all. I'd like to make a read between the lines roll, if that's okay. Olive is trying to like assess Alex's general state of being. Is that all right? Yeah, go for it. Okay. What it's there for. I think while Rosie is talking about this, uh, really relationship with Alex. While Rosie is, is talking, Olive is kind of assessing Alex. Um, so on an eight, you get to ask a question. How are they feeling? Sad. I'm scared. Um, and then sort of like a nice blend of self anger and shame. Ah, uh, I am familiar with that specific blend of emotions. I would like to uh, treat wounds for Alex. Okay. How do you think you do that? I think... Olive is aware that she's not always great at verbalizing how she feels. And I think she's, I don't, I don't know what kind of conditions Alex has right now, but working off of hearing that he's feeling like sad and, and down on himself, um, I think Olive's going to try to, to take his hand and, and just give it like a little comforting squeeze and try and hopefully, hopefully just make him feel a little less alone in his uh, sadness and, and guilt. Okay. Ten. And cure a condition. Um, what conditions do you have right now, Alex? I, I took upset. So I do have upset right now. <gasps> I'm going to cure that. Hmm. What do you say to him? I think... I think Olive reaches over and, and takes Alex's hand and gives it a little squeeze and just says... Um... I 
I don't know exactly how you're feeling, Alex, but if it's anything like how I feel after last night, I just... I'm not always good at saying the right thing or showing people how I feel. And I'm not always good at the friendship thing, but... You're one of the best people I've ever known. And if you are feeling as awful as I am right now... You're not alone in that. And if you need to be left alone, um, or if you don't want to talk about it, that's fine. But if we don't talk about it, that's because it's your choice and not because I'm not here, okay? Thanks. You're really brave for going up against that. And, and, and being here the next morning, and I know how scary it is. Um, I feel really lucky to be your friend, and I just want you to know that. Now I'm going to stop talking and eat a cookie. And she's going to give his hand a little squeeze and, and release it and just put a cookie in her mouth and kind of chew in silence with her head down. I'll have a cookie too. I wasn't eavesdropping, but I did hear somebody say cookie, so I'm here now. Um, I imagine she's like a meerkat. Like, she's just like right up behind Olive's shoulder. <laughs> somebody say cookie? Um, so, I mean, like... um. How's everybody feeling? You sleep? You sleepy? Or are you? Uh, you want to do a little saw? You want to? Uh, this is Rosalina's way of asking if anybody has any conditions. Would I? Would like our night of resting here? Uh, I have injured. Would that have? Yeah, been... it would have cured your condition. Yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, yeah, one, one night. One condition cleared per night that you're in the hospital. Okay. Um. Okay, I'll clear one. In special I'm circumstances, still... uh, by the way, like, you know how Alex took on the upset condition, um, because he felt like he was upset. You should never feel like you know, you you shouldn't do that. You know, like if you if you feel like your character has you know been through some stuff and you feel like it's appropriate, put the condition on. Um, but when you're in the hospital wing, you take one off per night that you rest. Okay. Um, so I took, I do, I took one when, um, when Alex's spell rebounded. So I think I have two left. You have two injuries left? I have, I have, yeah, I'm injured and I'm dazed still. Okay, I think, uh, while Rosie's talking about everybody's feelings, she just, um, she wraps you up in a, in a big hug and, uh, what's hurt on you, Clem? What's hurt on me? 
But Ginger, besides your heart. Oh, there was like, I'm so sorry. There was a specific thing that happened that gave me injury. And, and I'm smashed into the wall. I smashed into the wall. Um, my nose is probably a little bit bunged up. Okay, while Rosie is hugging you, you feel a cold, hard thing touch your nose, and it feels like a rock, and you're very confused, and Rosie is rubbing a healing crystal onto your nose, and I'm going to use my Hufflepuff automatic succeed on a treat wounds move and heal her nose. Okay. What? Why are you... Yeah, it's. Oh. I I could just feel that your nose. It looked like it hurt. Um, yeah, there was. But it should feel better now. That's my trusty rose quartz. Slides it back in her pocket. Uh, is it any better? Oh, you know what? Yes. Yeah, I don't know if it's like because I believe in it or like because uh, I soaked it in a bunch of medicinal herbs. Uh, but that always seems to clear up my ailments. I mean, I think I believe in it too now. Yeah, because the nose... My dad gave it to me. I have a bunch of them, but that one was like my first crystal, so it's my most important one. Okay, cool. Yeah, well, let me know if anybody else needs a crystal. Uh, it's kind of like a one one per day use, so, uh, I have to store it in some moonlight, I think. Uh, I don't remember what my dad said. It's in a letter somewhere. I'm sure I have it in... No my other cloak uh so sorry about that uh i'm glad your nose feels better thanks rosie mm-hmm yeah, yeah. anytime any hot goss you seen any cuties <laughs> trying to change the subject here because feels dark feels gloomy yeah want a breakfast i could get some pancakes there's like a slight sound of uh horrific like creaking from the bed uh the two beds nearby and Hagrid like flops onto his back and you just hear this like that is impressive Uh, oh my gosh I am so glad that I don't snore it's so obnoxious. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, d- don't. Can I, um, can I roll to see if I can tell if Clem <laughs> is serious? Uh, uh, yeah, you can read between the lines, I guess. You can ask two questions. <laughs> are they telling the truth? How are they feeling? Oh, she's telling the truth. She she uh, is very proud that she is not a snorer. She has no. She's not cognizant of any history of snoring whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. In fact, yeah, yeah. I'm just gonna try to convince Clem that that's the truth. <laughs> hey Clem! <laughs> hey Clem! <laughs> I'm gonna take her hands in my in my in Rosalina's hands. I have to tell you something. <laughs> what? Um, it's just that sometimes here, hold this crystal. It's just that sometimes when you sleep, 
Uh, here's another crystal. It's just that sometimes when you sleep, uh, it's, I wouldn't call it snoring. Uh, sometimes air gets trapped in your nostrils and makes a, a crumpling noise. It's different than snoring, but when you sleep, there are noises. I just don't want you to go through your life uneducated about your body. I'm sorry, what? Oh, well, I see, sleep like an angel, okay? Of course you do. You, do. you, you snore much more quietly Alex, than it does. And Alex, you're I said much she doesn't easier, snore. You much lie, easier to Brucey. roll over. Wait, I'm sorry. Hold on. I rebranded. That's I not would a lie. hope that I snore less loud than Hagrid. Wow. And you're much easier to roll over. Wait. Holy you shoved her over while she was sleeping, Alex? You rolled oh, her. So she would. Is how you make a snore or not? Pushed snore? me? No. Hold on. I Olive, do I snore? It's like the snoring of angels. It's like a delicate, very ladylike. Nose crumpling. Like, um. Um. Almost like your nose is trying to sing in your sleep. Oh my gosh, that's a great way to put it. Almost like how sometimes your butt sings. I'm gonna take a condition for upset. (laughs) (laughs) I crystal did nothing. Oh. It has like a a higher pitch to it rather than the kind of- a terrible outcome. Does it continue piling crystals into your hands in hopes that it's helping? Every time the camera like looks back, there's just like a bigger pile. People stack stones before. Looks like a cairn. It's like a cairn. Yeah. No, no, try this one. Um, it's endearing, really. It's some might find it um charming and a fun little quirk. I don't think there's anything more fun or beautiful than being yourself. Can I be honest? Of course. Um, uh, um, I had trouble sleeping over the summer because all the first year I got so used to hearing the sounds of you snoring in your sleep that then when I went home and it was quiet, um, I couldn't sleep. See, anymore, that's what I was so. going to say. Like, if you it was bad, Clem. You yeah, if it nose. was if, if it was bad and annoying, there's it, there's been a full year of a bunch of other people in the dorm room who would have said something. So clearly, yes. it's a nice thing for them. Do I snore? Like, is that a good cry? No, that's a bad cry. It's time for a hug! Oh, Come here. Ooh. Oh, that's I a good I could barely hug. even hear it over Hagrid's snores, so... You still heard it over Hagrid's snores? Well, not over, kind of like through... Barely. It was doing this like blending thing. Because his is so bassy and yours, it was like it was harmonizing almost, but like not at the same level. See, that's a okay. Ah, uh, that's like fine. Singing, just a new reality. By the reality. way, did I hear, did I hear you all right. a magical. The, the sheets are blue. The things the, hide in. The wind, uh, the sky is blue. There's are we blue doing sky. a case? Are we doing a little yeah. grounding? There's a blue book. Yeah, there's yeah, a blue it's a book. It's a great idea. Um. Touch the sheets. How did the sheets feel? They feel, they feel like what snoring 
would feel like if it was a sheet. Wait, okay, uh -oh. let's, let's touch this quartz. Nice and cold. What color is it? Please don't tell me I farted in my sleep, too. Not that I noticed. I'm going to be alone forever. That's ridiculous. We want to be with you all the time. How could you be alone forever if I won't leave your side? I'm gonna be like my my nan, just just cranky and you're not cranky. The sleep apnea machine. And I don't know what that is, but you're not cranky. Uh, except except like yet. I tell you that you snore. A little cranky. Oh. <laughs> you may grow out of it. You have heartburn. Maybe, maybe your airways are just slow to catch up and they're just too small right now. And when maybe you there's roll, a bug up there. Alex, do you think, can bugs crawl up noses? Oh. Yeah, that's They nice. can, but I don't think it causes snoring. Just like a lot of spiders in here, you know? Oh, that... Spy hold on, spiders up my nose? Okay. No, 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 Let's no, no, change no, the subject. No. no. Yeah, can we Everybody. talk about, uh, we let's talk talk about, about Mars? Let's talk about Mars. Hey Alex, have you ever seen Mars? Uh one of my one of my my roommates asked if mm -hmm. they've ever seen Mars. They've never seen it. Yeah, you can see it. And with you can just look up and you can see it. It looks like a star, but it's not. You can tell because it's a different color. Should I be able to see it through the ceiling, Alex? No, at night time. Oh. Okay. You know what? Well, that makes sense. You're I right. It on my hand. Enough in the oh, right. no. Mars. It Mars. Universe. No. It's so vast and empty. And Trum. that's okay. Because you definitely couldn't hear your snoring from Mars. Just like yeah. There's space I'm in between. Just a tiny infant decimal speck. Yes. Um, oh. So, another question. Uh, I feel better. Uh, so the moon's made of cheese. Is Mars made of lasagna? What? I always thought it was just made of red cheese. Oh, like a like gouda. A, like a big baby like bell? Like the wax are, are coating on a gouda. a game or are we being... No, no, no. I'm asking scientific questions to my good friend Alex, who is very smart and lives in a place with a telescope. Alex. Yeah? Please explain it. Please explain... How good is the cheese? cheese? It's not made it, of cheese. It, it's not. What? It's not cheese, Rosie. It's a big stone. Like your crystal. No, that see that doesn't make any sense because how would it be in the sky if it was hard and heavy? How do you because think? Because it's is magical. Because the, the earth is filled with cotton candy. Okay, Rosie, how uh, can the moon how can the moon charge your crystals if it isn't something magical to charge them? What do you mean? You think that with? cheese doesn't have magical properties? Is that why you I eat did so get much you that book of on magical cheeses? Is. I got you remember in the you summer. Lie, I literally you have a book about magical, book on magical cheese, cheese, Alex. I may have to reconsider this. That's the whole thing about science is having an open mind. That's a good place for us to end the session today. <laughs> good thing about science is to have an open mind. Anyways, <laughs> when Alex tells us the world is flat, let me know. <laughs> that was a session, huh? Um, oh both, my god. I'm sweaty from all feelings. Yeah, same. 
That was a roller coaster ride. Um, also, the <laughs> rolls from Olive today oh were my absolutely God. insane. Ridiculous. Can I simp for dice rolls? Yeah. I'm simping. <laughs> Please do. Thank wow. you. I can't imagine this episode going with any of those rolls being bad. Like, Imagine if it was any of us. Oh my God. Alex. <laughs> I wonder what would have happened if Olive had failed like the first spell roll, you know? Like she yeah. would have would have seen... died. The person would have died. <laughs> now, the first spell roll was casting the stupefy. Exactly. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, I mean, I had to let them fall just to see what happened. Okay, bye. <laughs> it's in your hands now. Alex is like, well, let's see for science. You want to play games? <laughs> let's see um, if they're made of cheese. <laughs> if they float. <laughs> Good session, everybody. Um, if you haven't done so, please make sure you're following all of these wonderful people. You can head on over to tablestory.tv slash WAW, which is also where you can download this system. That's right. It's free. You can just download it. You can play. Um, we've seen some really, really wonderful messages from people that have um, never played a role-playing game before, and they tried this as their first role-playing experience, and it's honestly the best compliment ever, is um, inspiring other people to uh, create their own adventures, create their own worlds, and uh, introduce them into the world of role playing because it's it's uh, so rewarding, um, and uh, I can't recommend it enough uh, for pretty much everybody. I think uh, everybody can find something that they like with it. Um, so hopefully you'll give it a try, and um, if if you know we've helped in some way, then that's all the better. Um, if you have yourself a prime gaming sub that you haven't used yet, consider throwing it the way of these wonderful role players. They're amazing. They did so, so well today. Um, and they continue uh, to do amazing. Uh, they do amazing things here. So give them a follow. If you have uh, a sub that you want to use, go throw it their way. Get yourself some emotes. Go support them. Let's go and do some end of session stuff. We've got uh, some end-of-session things that we do where the characters can um, sort of do stuff that involves the school, do stuff that involves each other, um, and make some rolls and things. Um, the first one is relationships. Um, if a character feels that they have... If a player feels like their relationship with another character has uh, grown closer, you know, plus one uh, to uh, one of the other player characters... Or if you feel like it's grown further apart, uh, you can do a minus one and get an XP. Who would like to go first? I can go first. I thought you were uh, raising your hand, but were you grabbing your wand? I'm grabbing my wand. I, I thought you were like, I got one! But I do have a first, and Margo's is muted, so no one heard her say that she wanted to do it. So I'll go first. Um, that makes I'm sense. Actually, there we go. I'm going to... Uh, do a minus one with Clem. Not only did I partially stupefy her, I then also ran and left her um, in danger. And uh, that doesn't feel good. Um, you know, there was the consideration of giving Olive a plus one because you know she helped me deal with some of those feelings. But then uh, Alex is insecure, and Olive's really good at the stuff that he wants to be good at. So. 
I could have balanced third to positive, so clam minus one it is. Okay, well, um, to add insult to injury, uh, Clem is giving Alex a plus one because oh. he came to her uh, when the drama was happening and she doesn't really remember being stupefied or you leaving at all. She just remembers that you had her back and tried to cast a spell. So you get a plus one from her. Okay. Hi, I'm giving Clem the plus one because I think even though Rosalina just absolutely tore Clem's spirit asunder, she thinks that like being honest and open with Clem and healing her nose is like a growing moment for them. So she's like, oh, we're so close now. Look at us getting closer together. No idea. Oblivious. Plus one for you. Uh, I'm going to give Rosie a plus one because uh, she came in the hospital wing exactly when I think Olive needed some like emotional assistance in processing what happened and she really felt like Rosie was uh was really there for them as a good friend race into the hospital wing as quickly as possible so love you Rosie she's crying you can't see her but she's crying <laughs> okay thank you Let's do our class's school rolls. For that, we roll uh, mind. And this does include your current conditions. Okay. So, let's start things off with the Gryffindors. Uh-oh. That's two fails. That's minus ten so far. Oh no. Uh, and I will roll the last roll here. I got a nine, so that's a five. However, as it stands, that still leaves Gryffindor in last place right now. Next up, Alexander for the Ravenclaws starts things off with a plus ten points. Oh, I'm sorry. Rosie was first. Uh, let's do, go back to Hufflepuff. Sorry, we'll continue on with those in a second. Uh, Rosie got also a 10 for Hufflepuff. I just want podcast listeners to know that was a 14 I rolled in mind for Rosalina, which seems shocking. Big <laughs> brain. It's literally, she it grew overnight. It's ginormous. Yeah. Leaking. Side effect of experimental potions. I rolled a 6, unfortunately. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> and a seven so still pretty good still pretty good Hufflepuff is currently in second place now two more rolls for Ravenclaw that's a six so that brings it uh, down by five and a nine which brings it back up to five And last but not least, the Slytherins get, ooh, 15 points so far. Wow. This has inverted our normal setup from the first year. Holy cow. And I rolled a 12 to finish things off for Slytherins. Wow, another 10 points. 
Slytherin have jumped in competition for second place with Hufflepuff. They have just gotten second place. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Holy cow. Slytherin have jumped to second place. Congratulations, Slytherin. Uh, let us do our end of session stuff and um and uh you do your shout outs and all that stuff um so your downtime moves and shout outs Zagonicus would you be so kind as to start us off please sure uh, for my downtime move I think I'm going to study it's been a wee while so let's do some studying An 11. Excellent. So, uh, when you study... When you study... Uh, on a 10+, plus, you get a plus one forward to your I read about that rolls for the next session. Very nice. Sweet. Hi, everyone. I'm Zgarkis. Uh I played Alexander Pepin for you today. I hope you enjoyed. It's so lovely that people get a laugh out of the show i'm just i feel fortunate just being able to be here and be silly and have fun with my friends and if i get to bring you guys some laughs and stuff while i'm doing it then it's an absolute privilege so thank you um for for giving me attention uh, if you want to give me more attention i'm here on sundays as well i play epotobeth he's an old man um and he's on an adventure um that's uh, that's uh, the quest system. It used to be D and D five e. It's good role playing with awesome people. Come check it out. If you want to hang out with me, he's got a kiss and all the internet places, and uh, you can check out my podcast. There's Godcast where I just talk to people, and it's a good old time. They're cool people. So there's that. Thanks. <laughs> Thank you, buddy. <laughs> Nega Oryx. Hi. I am, oh, y'all already know, I'm going to be trying my best to find a club that will let Olive join. It's my never-ending quest. It's not the smartest move, but I'm sticking with it. Can you just keep your fingers crossed for me? You Please. can do it. You Please, got this. thank you. I, just someone, just someone let her join a club. Oh my, finally. <laughs> It's it's definitely like the sub club. You got your you got your card for Subway and they stamped the first. No, I'm kidding. Oh my god. I can't wait to hear what club it is. Oh my god. She's been trying so hard for so long. This is amazing. Um Okay, do I actually get to like pick what club it is and everything? Which club? If you'd like to, sure. Okay. This is, uh just so you know, on a seven to nine, you get to learn a secret from one of the people on their relationship list. I'm going to be honest. I started doing this months ago because there was a NPC that I wanted to learn a secret from. I've been doing this for so long. I don't remember who it was straight up. I don't remember. I don't remember why I started this. It had a purpose at one point. Um, I think after everything that Olive has has recently gone through uh she has joined a like self-defense club like a defense against the dark arts kind of club where she's practicing defensive dueling and she's like honing her skills at 
defending herself with magic because sure, it's a defensive uh, dueling class and what happens is you get 10 percent off any dueling insurance that you uh that you get so i love it and how do i obtain this dueling insurance because i think rosalina might need some taekwondo um good pun and give myself 8.5 out of 10 for that. We didn't hear it, You're so you get nothing. Taekwondo. Taekwondo. I love how you yelled that instead of just raising your volume on your mixer. <laughs> I would like. I forgot to... that I'd made it quiet. It's Taekwondo, everyone. <laughs> Why just did you yell if you found you also me? Missed... Did <laughs> Taekwondo. I thought it was the crosstalk. <laughs> Okay, hi. next, next. Yeah, hi. <laughs> Continue your shirts. Um, I would like to learn a secret from Lily Potter. Okay. I'm not going to say what it is on the show. But that's that's who I would love a secret from. Thank you. Um, I'm so excited, man. I just joined a club, y'all. Life is good. Uh, I'm Mega Oryx. I have been playing all of Everglade for you today. Uh, you can catch me later tonight, actually, at 8 p.m. Pacific, 11 p.m. Eastern on Saving Throw Show in a game of good society. It's a Jane Austen Regency era uh, TTRPG. Uh, this is going to be episode two of a three-part mini-series we're doing, so come on by. If you're a fan of A State of Affairs from Table Story, uh, you will definitely recognize the system. It's going to be a lot of fun. And then uh, I'm I'm doing stuff coming up soon. I'm, I'm a host and I'm a voice actor as well, and I have some fun announcements in the works, so just come say hi sometime. This was awesome. I, today was terrifying. That's it. Thank you. Mission accomplished. Thank you. Margles? Hello. Um, okay. I would like to practice spellcasting, please. Sure. Oh. Oh. Hmm. The practice didn't go so well. Okay. Unfortunately. Sorry. Dang. Dang, Nabbit. Um, hi, I'm Murgles. Uh, I am an animator and a storyboard artist, and I stream on Twitch on uh, during the week, Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. Um, I just finished a 42-hour film, so that's super exciting. Uh, you can catch it on my Twitter, twitter.com slash Murgles. Also, um, I am someone responsible. <laughs> Black. <laughs> Such an evil cackle laugh. <laughs> Just that you sound like a witch. <laughs> it's, it's every time, Merkle. <laughs> what do you mean it's every time? Yes. I'm not good at this. <laughs> None of this. For you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I thought I was doing pretty good, though. Uh, yeah, uh, you can go watch Wax Steven. He's playing Animal Crossing. Um, it's super hilarious and amazing. He does all the voices for, uh, Tom Nook and for Blathers. And now all I can hear is his voices in my head when I play the game. It's super excellent. Go hang out with him. 
Go get his beautiful, wonderful emotes. Subscribe, smash that follow button. Thank you so much. You can do that at twitch.tv slash Mergles. Thank you. Foxy. Oh, Lord. Um, hi, I'm Luxy Games. I play Rosaline Earthcloud. Rosaline is going to attempt to make a forgetfulness potion today. It's a level one potion, so she gets a good old plusy one there. It's the official term. Plusy one. You're welcome. Oh, it's partially successful. Nice. So, uh, I believe that means that you're... Something has gone wrong, but it still works, kind of. So your forgetfulness potion is more like a forego like a drowsy. Yeah, <laughs> it's drowsy. it's more like a forget what potion. <laughs> it's like brain fart potion. They just have a little. They're stuttering over there. Wait, wait a second. Why did I come in this room? Uh, I can't remember. Um, my <laughs> list of potions that I made are so good. By the way, like they're the the potion I made, but with what how well they turned out. So there's like dragon scale, kinda. Forgetful, kinda. Vitamix, but with farting. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, amazing. Hi, I'm Lux Games. <laughs> I play video games on here. The Twitchy, the Twitchy, the Twitchverse. Um, I'm. I actually last time I streamed played. My whole chat grabbed a fork and a knife, started slamming them onto the table, and was like, P "Play House Flipper." And I was like, okay, and now I understand why they wanted me to play it so bad. Dang, have you ever cleaned a virtual dirty floor for 45 minutes straight? Cause satisfying. Don't want to clean your real house? House flipper. Uh, so I'm gonna do that later tonight if you want to hang out with me at like 8 p.m. Uh, but also if you don't want to do that, if you want to go over and watch Whack get just absolutely enraged by time oh, travel. I'm not playing tonight. <laughs> I'm not playing tonight. <laughs> just at any point in time. Uh, just get really mad at Tom Nook is what I'm assuming happens over there. Do that, please. Or uh, Alex... No, Alex, sorry, he's got to kiss his face. I was going to be like, oh, go see Negorix or Zakatakis or Murgles. And Alex, Zakatakis <laughs> was like this. Were you thinking about how much you hate me? Just be honest. <laughs> I don't have time to think about all that. <laughs> Please, I'm already dead. I know it's not true and you want to be my friend. Anyway, thanks for having me. Had a great time uh, being continually the like person that comes in the room is like, what happened? <laughs> I don't know how that happens, but. Okay, Luxy, thank you. Uh, <laughs> I'm Wax Steven. I have been your headmaster of Doom. I've dragged the players kicking and screaming through the adventure today. Thank you so much, chat, for being here. We appreciate you. Much love. Thank you so much for the love and the support and uh, just coming around and hanging out with us. Thank you. Um, thank you to Luxy. Thank you, Mergles. Thank you, Nega Oryx. And thank you, Zagonicus, for being awesome role players. I appreciate you. Thank you. And uh, next show we have is Rhyme of the Frost Maiden on Friday. Uh, gone is finished, unfortunately. It's um, gone. Let's see how many times people make that joke. Um... And uh, <laughs> at least one more. Yeah. Yeah, at least. Um, so hopefully we'll see you for Rhyme of the Frost Maiden, which is a, a show that I do on Fridays. Uh, it's D&D &D 5th edition. 
and uh, it's it's real good. It's real good. There's uh, a wonderful cast, and we are in the Forgotten Realms in Icewind Dale. It's a very very good campaign. So come on by, check it out. Hopefully we'll see you there. Otherwise, I hope you have a wonderful rest of your Tuesday. Good night, everybody. Peace out. Bye bye. Bye.